You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with Bridget Carpentine and Sister Sarah Cowell. <laughs> we are caffeinated, highly caffeinated, staying uh, warm inside, out from the elements, downtown Rapid City in the Chancery Buildings, where the coffee flows all day. Uh, and Jesus is right. Jesus is right next mm-hmm. to us. We have a beautiful chapel, um, and uh, and we're here. We've had an amazing morning so far. Some great guests. And uh, we're just taking it up a notch. We're moving one more step up to uh, <laughs> a fine guest. Uh, Jillian Kubik is joining us. And Jillian is originally from Dickinson, uh, but used to live here in Rapid City, South Dakota. Hung out and uh, was at the. I'm not going to give your whole bio away, but anyway, we're just happy. We just ha- we're happy to ha- talking to Jillian to be talking to Jillian uh, about springs in the desert. Uh, but Jillian, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks. Um, that was a pretty good intro there, Jacques. Uh, but <laughs> yes, I was um, born and raised in in Dickinson, and uh, I. Uh, got my theology degree from the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas, and then the Lord brought us to Rapid City, and uh, it was such such a beautiful time there. I got to meet uh, two of the two of your hosts today, um, but he uh, has, yeah, just worked on, on my heart in, in parish ministry, and uh, part of uh, my story and my husband's story is that we uh, remarried two children uh, in 2019, and then had several years of infertility. Um, we just had uh, a baby boy, um, Elliot, uh, four months ago. Um, but I currently uh, serve um, one of my uh, positions as I am the assistant director uh, for Springs in the Desert, which is a Catholic infertility ministry um, in the U.S. and actually beyond. We do have um, some uh, some lovely women and couples that we serve um, overseas. Beautiful. That's fantastic, and you're you're back in Dickinson. You left Rapid City, yes. you're back in the great white cold, <laughs> yes. where you get eight to ten inches of snow in October. <laughs> in October. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where one day you're mowing the grass, and the next day you're shoveling the driveway. <laughs> mm. So tell us a little bit more, Jillian, about Springs in the Desert. What what it is, what its mission is, and and how you got ultimately yeah. got involved in it. Yeah, you know, I um, when I answer the question how I got involved, I it's totally the Holy Spirit because I think someone had actually forwarded me a newsletter of theirs um, because I really I don't remember how I discovered that they exist, but I you know just sort of received from them um, for for several months and they had a call out for help and so I offered my assistance and I became a team member and then uh, a while later um, they. I, I had space to take on more tasks and, and help more, and so I, um, the director said, "Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you assist." And uh, so we, um, yeah, we walk alongside women and couples who are carrying the cross of infertility, which is uh, one in five couples um, in the U.S. Uh, carry that cross, which is, um, a, yeah, a greater number than I even realized when uh, we were um, suffering with infertility and. Um, we really focus on uh, the spiritual aspect, spiritual accompaniment. We don't focus on uh, treatment or 
um, the sort of the medical side, but more the spiritual side. We offer, uh, we have a, um, a priest who offers spiritual direction for those who, who need that. Um, but we have retreats and both virtual and online. We have uh, prayer events um, every every week. Um, we really just try to walk alongside people wherever they're at um, with resources like blogs and podcasts and all, all sorts of various resources that um, just kind of accompany someone along their day and week um, in, in a season of infertility that they might feel support spiritually and can uh, just bring their, their desires and, and their sufferings to, to the Lord um, in prayer and that they know that we're walking alongside them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, like you said, infertility is such a common, but it's also not also a highly discussed problem. Right. Um, and what what kinds of struggles does infertility create for a couple, mm-hmm. for a woman? Um, yeah, especially spiritually. I, I, I really appreciate that question. You know, I think um, the first is isolation. You know, it's, it can be tricky to, um, especially as, as young Catholic couples, you know, questions typically start around the one-year mark of, are you having, Are you going to have children? Are you going to, you know, what are your plans? And those, those kinds of questions can be, um, they're, you know, they're very well-intentioned, but they can be really difficult to navigate. And so sometimes, um, you know, couples find themselves sort of backing away from, different groups they're part of, or if many of their friends have young children, it can just be difficult, you know, maybe near anniversaries or different um, days of the month. And so isolation is definitely something a lot that they experience. And spiritually, you know, it, it can be really difficult to see, uh, you know, God seemingly answer someone's prayers and, and not yours, although we know, you know, God is, is listening and answering our prayers and in His ways. His ways aren't our ways. Um, and is bringing so much fruit from from their marriage um, in various ways, but it, it can be really difficult to continue going to prayer, um, and even you know the temptation to sort of um, bargain or um, sort of barter with God. You know, if I just pray, you know, this many novenas, or if I just pray X, Y, or Z, that um, you know, hopefully my prayers will be answered. And and those those traditions of the church are so 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 beautiful, but are you know the evil one can really distort our desires and, and um, kind of drive a wedge between us and the Lord. And mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, just kind of isolation from, from our friends and family, but also from, from God, I would mm-hmm. say, are some of the biggest um, struggles for those mm-hmm. with infertility. Yeah. When you're <clears throat> speaking about isolation, um, how would you encourage others uh, to support those that are carrying the cross mm-hmm. of infertility? Yeah, that's. I really appreciate that question as well. I, you know, I think it depends on your relationship. You know, with someone, I think if you are um, maybe distantly uh, related, just simply asking how they're doing and giving them space to share, if if that's where they're at. Um, sometimes they don't want to share, but uh, many times they do. You know, for those who have children, you know, we're able to share milestones and you know the new things that they're learning, and you know various uh, customs and traditions you know are always so fun to share that those who have infertility whether that's primary and they have no children or secondary and maybe they have one or two or three children and haven't been able to conceive after it can just be really difficult to not be able to share those those milestones or or those events and and fun activities with others so giving them space to share is really helpful and then i would say 
um, you know, if you have a relationship where you're close enough to invite them into your family life. I know um, I I really uh, appreciated the, the many friends who invited my husband and I into their into their family, into their home, um, to see what their family was like and and to help us, yeah, feel like we are, are part of, you know, a bigger family. And so I just, it, it might take a little discernment, um, depending on your relationship with that, with that couple, but just giving them the space to um, be present in your life the way that they are able to, as much as they're able to, um, and giving them space to talk about uh, maybe treatments or um, just maybe how they're feeling physically or sadness or even joys, you know, giving them space to talk about their jobs and, and all the various things that they're doing in their lives or they're volunteering. Uh, that seems to be helpful for, for couples. Mm-hmm. Now, Jillian, you mentioned, um, obviously, your own struggle with infertility. And could you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about more how I, you encountered Springs in the Desert before you actually started working with them, right? that, that's mm-hmm. what I understood. And how, yeah. how did that ministry impact your own walk and your own journey? Yeah, you know, they really, you know, our, our team really tries to provide community um, even at a distance, you know, so many of our, uh, our the men and women that we serve are, are not in one area. We're not based anywhere in particular locally. So they really provide a community for for people online, whether that's through Facebook or our our events. And then, you know, being able to, if, if we do have a local retreat at a diocese or at a parish, we are able to, you know, provide, you know, a day or a weekend community and then try to offer ongoing support. And so, I, yeah, I think that they, um, the Springs team, even before, you know, I was there, just made it a goal to um, offer a space for, for some healing and some friendship, uh, even if that is online. And so, you know, our social media is, is fairly active. We have a weekly um, a prayer email that goes out, and so our you know, people can submit prayer requests and we're able to pray together every week for everyone's intentions and um, just providing, yeah, sort of a, a home away from home for mm-hmm. those uh, online. Beautiful. What um, springs in the desert? We've been saying the name over and over again, but can you tell yeah. us a little about what, what does that mean? What does that name mean? Uh, what What's the origin yeah. of it? Yeah, you know, I, I think in, in short, it's, it's the idea that you know, God is bringing fruit um, in a season that might might seem dry. You know, in a when you picture a desert, there's not not a lot of life in in a desert, and and um, it can seem yeah dry and lonely. Um, but we're trying to offer a spring. You know, the the hope, the joy, the the consolation um, in a season of infertility, and and sort of um, navigate and and speak against the idea that. They, in a season of infertility, that there is no fruit that is um, being born, but but really there is so much, and so trying to help others navigate and discern mm-hmm. where the Lord is, is calling them to to bring fruit. Wow, yeah, Jillian, that's beautiful. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to hear more about Springs in the Desert, more about your own experience in uh, ministry and outreach, and and some ways that listeners can get plugged in. So uh, join us right after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith as an act of affirmation. Faith is not the expression of weariness and flight, but is courage to exist and an awakening to the greatness and breadth of what is real. Faith is an act of affirmation. It is based on the power of a new yes, which becomes possible for man when he is touched by God. In a criticism of the modern period, which has long been going on, one must not reproach its confidence in reason as such, but only the narrowing of the concept of reason, which has opened the door to irrational ideologies. The mysterium, as faith sees it, is not the irrational, but rather the uttermost depths of the divine reason. It is the creative reason, the power of the divine knowledge that imparts meaning. It is only from this beginning that one can correctly understand the mystery of Christ in which reason can then be seen to be the same as love. The first word of faith, therefore, tells us everything that exists is thought that has poured forth. The Creator Spirit is the origin and the supporting foundation of all things. Everything that is, is reasonable in terms of its origin, for it comes from creative reason. The Mysterium is not opposed to reason, but saves and defends the reasonableness of existence and of man. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back here at Real Presence Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with Bridget Grappentine and Sister Sarah Kowal, SCTJM. <laughs> We're here also with uh, Jillian. Did I do that right? I always get the I always get the name. I always get the letters mixed up. SCTJM. That's right. SCTJM. There's only five of them. There's only five. I know. You know. We're here with Jillian Kubik out of Dickinson, talking to us about a beautiful ministry uh, for those struggling with infertility, uh, and, uh, and particularly in the spiritual ramifications uh, in this uh, beautiful Apostolate Springs in the desert. So welcome back. If you missed it, you're going to have to come check out the podcast later on Real Presence Radio uh, on their website to hear the full thing. But uh, Jillian, welcome back. We're here. Uh, you've been sharing just some beautiful, hard-hitting realities. I um, I, I'm this is this may be a, a well-known fact, and maybe not. I'm in the process of transitioning from youth and young adult ministry to family life ministry, um, which is a beautiful thing, and uh, and I'm very excited about. And it is, you know, I've just I'm also in the middle of a class on pastoral theology uh, mm. with the paper that's due and uh, working on it. But one of the things that we just were covering is this this topic of infertility and sort of all the things that kind of revolve around marriage. And I know at least in our diocese, there's a huge grief ministry. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about marriage preparation, I think about the thing, the, mm-hmm. the things that we really focus on, which is, you know, the spiritual piece uh, of what is marriage, a the theological vision of marriage and helping couples do that, at least on the diocesan level and parishes have their own pieces that they're working on um, sort of the practical pieces. But um, another piece is, is the NFP training that we do. And so we really mm-hmm. focus and help couples figure out, you know, how with the beautiful teaching of human sexuality and the gift that that is uh, and how to use that responsibly and in God's design. And mm-hmm. this piece, you know, when you talk about one in five uh, women struggling with uh, infertility, I know in my own relationships and people that we've known and talked to and it, it is just it's very more frequent than you know i guess i ever realized and so that's a huge mm-hmm. piece you know how does the church respond to and and help prepare couples for what can be um a difficult cross one that you said you know s- separates them from their community and just has all sorts of ramifications and and the springs in the desert sounds like a beautiful ministry so mm-hmm. h- how else um does this apostolate comfort those who are struggling with infertility? Yeah, Jacques, you know, I really appreciate that you brought up, you know, sort of the diocesan level and, and um, what's being done there, because something that we we find a lot from um, the couples we serve is that they were not equipped, really, to, to carry this cross. And, you know, one of our goals at Springs in the Desert is to help parishes, but also diocesan staff to learn more about infertility and make it a part of the marriage prep conversation mm-hmm. um, because there are yes yeah, so many so many beautiful teachings in the church and um, NFP and natural technology being available there there's so many really um, yeah gifts that we have received but um, typically the conversation is um, you know about fruitfulness uh, because of course that you know that's a desire of so many hearts to to have have children and grow their families um but what happens when that isn't happening you know the way that we were hoping and so yeah we we have a a whole page on our website uh, for diocesan staff to uh include different verbiage on their websites and to have yeah just really good thoughtful conversations at the diocesan level on how to serve and, and open up uh, doors for those uh, to serve those who are, are carrying the cross of infertility. Um, and then, you know, I think on the, the personal side um, for, for Springs, when we're couples come to us, because we, we do, we um, are so grateful for all the diocesan contacts that we have, and we're trying to grow that. Um, but, you know, when a couple comes to us, um, we are our focus is really one of our sort of taglines is that we focus on Christ, not conception. Um, just because there are so many, um, it can be difficult to navigate the conversations. You know, maybe you have a Catholic doctor, or maybe you you don't, and they're not aware of the the parameters. You know, that the church um, sets or or some guidelines, helpful guidelines for couples to discern different treatments, and those those conversations can be really hard and difficult to navigate, especially if. You know, maybe your pastor um, hasn't talked about that in a while, or um, you can't find, you know, clear teaching um, on various things. And, and so it can be really tiring. I get, you know, just from personal experience, I was trying all the things, all the supplements, all the doctor appointments, all the, just everything we possibly could. And it can, it can just be really tiring um, for, for a couple when 
it feels like all the conversations, all the finances, all the all your schedules are um, mm-hmm. about conception. And so we really try to shift um, or at least make a space for couples to focus on Christ and to sort of take a break um, if they need or or just bring prayer back into the conversation um, if it if it has sort of escaped their their grasp amidst trying to find um, yeah consolation so I, I really I just I appreciated before I was even um, part of the team of Springs in the Desert that they had sort of this you know two-pronged approach they want to serve the couples but they also want to equip um, diocesan staff to, to serve well and to make it part of the conversation and one of the um, really a sort of big project that we're working on right now is um, a, a clergy toolkit. So it, it comes with tons of resources um, for bishops and their staff uh, to be able to um, hand down to parish staff and their diocese to equip them to talk about it, to include it in their, their programming and um, in all of their education. And it, it, we've, we've seen a lot of really great fruit to um yeah, meet sort of both of those groups of people. That's beautiful. I am going to be looking forward to that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> looking to see the toolkit. So, I, you know, as listeners who are, um, you know, people who are listening to this program and know someone or are themselves struggling with infertility, what's some way that they can jump in right away? Mm-hmm. Something. How do Great. they connect um, with you? Yeah. So, if you are, yeah, if. if if someone is looking for support right now, um, I would really encourage you to follow us on social media, Springs in the Desert. Um, we have, you know, an active uh, Instagram and, and Facebook, um, which is a really great place to just start start learning about the things that we're doing. Um, I would really also encourage anyone to just visit our, our website. You can sign up for a monthly newsletter and also a um, that weekly uh, prayer email that I was talking about Um and if you're at a place where maybe you want to share a little bit of your story or um, you uh, have just something on your heart that you want to share, um, we're always looking for blog writers. Our blog is um, now pretty active, and so we um, are just so grateful for the stories that are shared, and that has really formed a great community. Um, and if you're someone who likes uh, to listen, you know, if you have a commute or you like to listen uh, to podcasts while you're maybe cleaning the house or... Um, going for a walk, uh, we also have a, a weekly podcast that is published. I am um, the current host of the podcast, so um, it would be great to great to meet you there. Um, and if you're if you're someone who um, maybe isn't carrying this cross, but you have friends um, who are, which is very likely, um, yeah, just familiarizing yourself with vocabulary on our website is is good. Um, reading reading the blogs and also looking, we have several podcast episodes. Um, for friends and family, you know, to um, how to support um, each other. And it's kind of intertwined in all of our episodes. And then if you are a parish or diocesan staff member, um, we do have a couple podcast episodes um, for that uh, to um, reach out to us if you would like a um, pastoral toolkit that I was talking about. Um, We would love to send that to you and get plugged in if you're looking at a retreat or um, you'd like to do something, whether that's virtual or, um, or in person, we would love to... Um, work with you to make that happen um but also you could just uh yeah reach out reach out to any of us um at springs in the desert we would love to connect with you and get you plugged into uh, whatever it is that um, that you're needing at this at this uh, point on the, on the path of infertility wherever you are 
Jillian, knowing you personally, <laughs> um, I just think you're able to bring a compassionate voice to this struggle. And I'm curious mm. what you find most edifying about being involved in this ministry. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I am. It's just such an honor. You know, we say this all the time, but it really is such an honor to walk with women and couples who are carrying this cross, um, being able to, to serve. And it in and of itself is is fruit. Um, it's been fruit for for me and also in my marriage. And um, I've also been able to just reflect on the ways that the Lord has um, been present in my life throughout. You know, when we're carrying heavy crosses, it can be difficult to see um, what the Lord is doing. And so, to be able to share and, and write down or talk about my 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 journey um, has been has really brought so much fruit. And so, I think to just have a space. Um, for brothers to sort of lay down their cross for a minute um, or just ask for a little help in carrying it, uh, like like Simon of Cyrene, that we can just walk together and, and make those crosses a little bit lighter, um, but offering them uh, to the Lord because we know that our suffering has, has true and, and deep, deep meaning um, because Jesus died for us and He suffered for us. So it's just, a, and just it's an honor to be able to... Um, suffer with others than carry crosses together um, and have really have compassion to um, just make those crosses a, a little bit lighter. You do that so well, my friend. <laughs> Is there <laughs> any <you>. last <laughs> final things you would like to, yeah, any final words of encouragement or anything you would like to, to leave hmm. our listeners with? Yeah, you know, I think I would just um, like to say that you know, infertility is some. It's just it's a heavy cross, and um, it, it's worthy of grieving. Though um, it, it's worthy of giving your yourself space um, to bring that to the Lord, whether that um, you know is in increased prayer or attending a retreat. Um, but also, you know, it's okay to um, get some maybe some spiritual direction or maybe counseling is something that that you're needing um, if it's if it's a difficult conversation to have in your marriage, it, it is worth taking the time to, to care for yourself. But, um, you know, the Lord gives us crosses because he finds us worthy of them. And so to just take the time to, to carry it in the, in the best way you can, um, I just encourage you and, and we hope to help you with that. Spring to the desert. Awesome. Thank you, Jillian. God bless you and, uh, enjoy the cold, uh, enjoy <laughs> this, uh, uh, the yeah, I'm trying to think of the image of it's not a desert, frigid. the frigid cold <laughs> of uh, Dickinson. <laughs> Thank you for warming our hearts this morning. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we have another guest. Uh, God bless you. Caught you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging. And live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids because there were six of us kids and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. 
And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started.